<laughs> like we're just doing shit. Um, yes. Of, um, yes. Yeah. Vetted, vetted. This is vetted with tea in it. You gotta put that soap, that soap thing mm-hmm. in there. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe there is a yeah, podcast this... called Vetted, but I think it's specifically yeah. about, like we are not stuff. quite just like VA veteran stuff. stuff. Though so it's like that very would be like specific. So. Yeah, welcome to Vetted, y'all. Welcome to Vetted with T and Ed. We're going to be uh, talking today about boot camp for me and Ed. Yeah. That meant, that means boot camp in the mili- in the army. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and among other things. Yes. Um, so let's, let's start talking about... What's going on right now? I think we're soft with a little piece. Just happening. a little piece of like where. We're what you got? You got some? Or whatever. Um. All right. Well. Yeah. I, um, all right. Something I was reading this morning. I do not. What you got? We have yeah. That was a uh, that um, was a big piece of news right there. We have a black oh, uh, Supreme Court we justice got a, we got a female. Black, we have a black lady judge. Uh, oh, huge no, day. Okay, huge day. Uh, Katani Brown Jackson, I believe is how you say her name. Katani. Uh, yeah, she judge. was confirmed today, making her the first black woman yeah. in the U.S. Supreme Court. She's a Supreme. Finally got a black woman Supreme. Shout out to Diana Ross and the Supremes. But nah, for real, this is, this is huge though. It's big. It's big. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is big. It is big. Um, I I will take a step back and say why the fuck first black female shit. Yes. And in the um, year of my lord, twenty twenty two, still having first blacks or first mm-hmm. anythings mm-hmm. or first anything. Like first, like we still have, like and you still have people be like, "Oh, this is the first like Asian Pacific thing, or first black male thing, or you know." And it's like that's it's like it's it's getting it's getting so tiring. And it's like the, hell, there's so many like already like systemic racism things that you can point at and be like, "Look," but like fucking American history mm-hmm. and the sheer fact that like in. T- mm-hmm. This this country was founded in 1776. We are in 2022. Yes, and at the same time, you're watching white men and women, a black female, um, to the Supreme Court justice. You know, talk about and it's like how the f- they are being pushed out. How they are, you know, this shit. It's not. It runs concurrent. You know, they see the first black Supreme Court justice female, and they see themselves being pushed out of history. And 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 white culture being being stepped on, and they're worried about whether or not she's going to be letting criminals off because she's a woman and she's black. Will she just let you know just criminals? They, there was well, one one senator who was going off on her about a pedophile um, case that she worked. She was she is a judge. She was not you know it you know it is what it is. Of you know of course they're gonna they're gonna make her seem like she's just gonna be soft on crime because black women no black men and you know you know whatever yeah i mean i mean we're in and like but like we're also living in like 
I mean, they keep saying we live in unprecedented times, but like we're living in. I don't. I don't think because I think the last time a justice was sworn in and they had this deprivation or they had this the, the deposition or whatever they're they're called where they asked them questions, pretty much interviewed them. I think the last time before this in our lifetime was Clarence Thomas in the nineties, right? Where or at least when it it gained like big traction, right? Where it gained big national news was Clarence Thomas, right? Now, Three. like we just had like mm-hmm. two back to back under two yeah. seven presidents, and it's, it's, I no. think that like the older people of this country think that like we're stupid. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, they think that we're not paying attention. And it's like, bro, like we just sat here and saw that you guys had Brett Kavanaugh assaulted them, who yeah. had women who generally said that yeah, he pretty much sexually assaulted me. And you got, yeah, and, and you guys were like, I mean, yeah, but, you know, okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, but you're going to, like, try and scrutinize it? It's like, we know what you're doing. Like, we know that it doesn't matter. We know that, like, Brett Kavanaugh could have, like, had a fucking harem, harem, uh, harem of, of women that he had, like, chained up in his basement, like, fucking um, uh, uh, the dude from Silence of the Lambs, uh, Buffalo Bill, right? Um, but they're still going to give him the Mm-mm. same scrutiny that they would if, like, you know, anybody who's not fucking... It's not even about being white, either, too. Like, anybody who's not specifically conservative, like, oh, you want to be a judge and you you yourself jaywalked? Explain this. Explain how you jaywalking is safe. People could have died. That's why we have laws. That's how we have rules. This is a society. Like, we, we get this. We understand, mm-hmm. especially people who are like millennials and Gen Zs and the ones coming after, after us. It's like, this shit ain't new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, w- like y'all acting like we brand new. Y'all just let this dude walk around, like, yeah. and with these allegations. I, you know, and, and, and part like, of me understands it's their job. Um, you know, it's, it's a serious side? position. Like, come on, man. That's it's one BS. of those spots. Um, it's one of those things when... You're talking about the course of the country, whether or not people have an impact on what the course of the country looks like. That's what this job is, even more so than the president when it comes down to it. Uh, the president can can create an order, but orders, um, orders can be ignored. Laws, not so much. Um, so when you talk about this position and you talk i mean even in in the sense of you know you put somebody in that position it's for the rest of their life and she's not a she's not an old maid you know she's a young woman she'll be sitting in that position for the next 20 uh well shit 30 maybe years possibly 30 35 years i mean mm-hmm. well she's yeah i mean she's she's the yeah, she's the she's the anti Kavanaugh. Like Kavanaugh mm-hmm. is all our last three. Thing, even the like, other one, Trump put in there. Like, Amy, Amy, uh, oh, it's like he's gonna be there Ka- for Ka- a while. Kavishaw or something like that. You know that. what I'm saying? So like, yeah, you know, she's she's gonna be there for a while. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's so, right. Her too. She yeah. You think about too. the fact that you know, yeah. times are changing. You're Kobe seeing. Shaw. I think yeah. the court. You know, now in the last. Um, our last three new justices have been one white guy and two women, one a black woman, a first, and a uh, more or less one woman replacing one white woman replacing another in uh, R- R- G- RBG. But um, 
um, you know, it's it's unpre- you're, You are right when you say it's unprecedented. Um, in my life so far, I think these are the only three times that I've ever paid attention to the Supreme Court being picked, and it was a big deal. Um, it was a big deal. So. Uh, obviously, given the times that we're living in, too, um, I feel like abortion's getting ready to come to a head. Uh, a lot of other things, a lot of um, gay, gay, gay rights uh, nat- uh, for national reasons. Uh, you're starting to see some of those things starting to come to a head. So, you know, she's going to have some tough decisions to be making. Uh, you know, voting rights, uh, all kinds of stuff that's just popping up. You know, and it's going to get tricky. So, you know, I'm glad to see that, you know, they're putting black women in the position. And frankly, black women have always been better under pressure at making rational decisions than most people. Um, and they've, they've, what, go ahead. I mean, to be it. No, I was going to say, to be honest, like, black mm-hmm. women are incredibly strong and great leaders for the sheer fact because of the pressure that society has put them under. Like, they have constantly led communities, and it's because of, like, because it, it, we're human beings and we adapt, right? So then they decided, well, what's the most important thing in a societal system? This is what they thought, right? The man. The man is who's in charge. So let's target the men. If you target the men, mm-hmm. then like you're just going to have a bunch of women. And what are they going to do, right? And now here we are, because they started doing that shit in like the 50s, 60s, like after the civil mm-hmm. rights movements and shit. They start targeting the men also because, yep. you know, the men were the leaders in all of this stuff. And that's only because we was playing by their games of those societal rules of, of who's the patriarchy and stuff like that. But in the black community now, we have had 40, 50 years of black women being in charge like some of the most powerful women in this mm-hmm. some of the most powerful people in this country are black women no, but they're, they're not they're like reviewed. society powerful like they're not presidents or they're not um um leaders or anything yeah. like that and don't get me wrong but I mean, there is like, no there in, is like, in what you're saying is right though I mean, they, there's a caveat like, to that i'm not forgetting about hot girls in their um, communities they, they, it's a lot less black black men. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know for for everything black men did right in the during the civil rights movement one of the things they did wrong was not let black women be more involved in it and now you're seeing the movements saying fuck you know i don't need no black man to tell me how to do shit so blm is run by who black women <laughs> you know, you look at all the major corporations, you look at Oprah, you look at major music companies and all that. These are being run by black women. You know, Stacey Abrams, Stacey wait, Abrams wait. put motherfucking Joe Biden in, in the in the president's office. Stacey Abrams and uh, Stacey Abrams, uh, yeah. Condo- uh, I was about to say Condoleezza Rice, but um, uh, Oprah, uh, Carmella and and the Obamas. With a huge way, with with Michelle doing a whole lot of work, put him in office. Kamala. Um, so. Mhm. Mm. Yeah, but it, it's but like I've, 
I think too though that like I know that like hindsight's twenty twenty and like looking back on like the civil rights era and being like oh yeah um, the men should have involved the women more I think that like yep um, that oversight on the men of that era became the black community's strength because it gave way for women even though they didn't want to maybe not wanted to maybe not have, but they had to they had to adapt and they had to change and they had to shift and they became some of the most mm-hmm. well-rounded people like mm-hmm. if you look in the military like people will always say that the military is not a place for females to thrive right except for black women mm-hmm. the highest ranking women i ever came across in the military were always black women because they have this they have this ability to create this um they have this ability to both be hard and firm because mm-hmm. that they've they've um they've had to with like black men mm-hmm. um but also the understanding quality that of that yeah you know not everybody quality. just falls under some um, some blanket so, blanket statement um, you make about people no one's been you know black women are less they're less uh yeah. inclined to do some shit like that it's true they're more likely to look at an individual as opposed to a yeah as opposed to an entire section or set of people so yeah this is gonna be interesting that's for damn sure um i think uh Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah yeah it's it's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting. Um, I think um, you know what really got me too was the the list of candidates really that they had. Dude, there's just a solid. I would have said there was at least three or four others that were solid candidates for Supreme Court, like really good candidates. So he chose. He chose well, but it, you know it's it's impressive how many uh, qualified black women there are out there for this position. I mean, and to I mean, me that just tells me that there's there going to be more black women working um, higher up in the government, and not not you know you're going to have a vice president like I would could see Stacey Abrams who you can't help but give her shit to do because she gets shit done, and other other you know other younger. Uh, women of minority uh, uh, minority women uh, in the senators uh, chambers right now they're just getting shit done so yeah you know she's gonna make the way for for more for more black leadership Carmela could very well be the next president uh, and yeah there's just I don't know that does make me hopeful I didn't think you know once I heard that he was gonna have a black woman I was like hell yeah I didn't think that it was gonna be one of those things that you know she might not get in there looking at the vote these motherfuckers are serious like what is it I don't I don't know I don't get Congress I don't or Senate completely all I know is she was six votes um you know she won by six votes you knew it was gonna happen because the Democrats didn't need the Republicans but if they did need them I don't know man yeah, this shit's kind of creepy. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand politics fully. It seems like you just want to put somebody qualified in the position, and when the president gives you a list of people, you you know you go over the best. I don't know. It seems, you know, it just didn't. It seems like it shouldn't have been so political. The the Supreme Court picking a Supreme Court justice should not be a political I, process to me. But I, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I think too that like it, it's. 
the politics of today um, is, I think, is solely based upon um, race. Um, Too much of it is, I right. think, and they try to play yeah. it off as something else, as liberal versus yeah. something. It all—it's all COVID for the same shit now. Nah, it's no, I, I can't, when I hear it now, urban, when I hear fucking goddamn far left, I hear them saying blacks, Mexicans, gays, that's all I hear them saying. Yeah. And. Yeah, everything that they, it, and it's like, it's not even just stuff that they like, it's anything that's like not base white. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, even listening to this, even listening to some of the, to some of the um, confirmation hearing, they use the words far left, far left. You're in a fucking Supreme Court confirmation hearing. Why are you talking about the far left, far right? That because, doesn't have anything to do with because this Because it's not... Because it's not about that. It's not about that, right? It's Here's the analogy that um, I, I'm using, right? Um, it's like you have... Um, you have two, two plots of land. You and your neighbor, right? And you don't want your neighbor to... Um, to 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 take part of your land to till his shit, so you put up a um, chain link fence, mm-hmm. right? Well, he's on the other side, and you're like, "Hey, stay away from like my side of the fence." But he's throwing these seeds, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Hey, you can't do that." And it's like, "Okay, all right, I'll stop doing it." And then he'll walk away, but those seeds are there, yeah. and they're gonna take root, yeah. and they're gonna grow. And that's what they're doing when they say shit like that. They're planting those seeds, even though they're not supposed to, or even though you tell them stop, or even though it's not supposed to be about this. Um, Because there was something else that I was hearing where somebody said something, and and um, and I I I don't know. I don't want to say that like conservatives are dumb or liberals are smart, but like it, it it becomes this thing that like. Some of the people who it's just the people I don't I will say the people who will fall for these trappings on both sides of the aisle are the people who do not think about this stuff pro, for a long period of time. They hear something, right. they read headlines, they see something, and then they take it at face value. Which mm-hmm. as in this age of information, um, which That's is what we're living in. Yeah. We're living in the age of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's extremely dangerous, especially because, um, and I, I think the the problem is that's too much. It's people have a hard time navigating. Um, like when I research, because I write I write stories and scripts and stuff. And when I research and just um, anything that I want to like add to a story or add to a screenplay, I um, I'm the research is probably a full time job if I wanted to make it. Like, if I got paid to do it, I could be researching for an eight-hour day just to look up the stuff I need to look up right. for one thing. Right. You know? Um, and, I mean, people in Hollywood and stuff like that, people do that. Like, people literally sit around all day researching because they're like, hey, I want to put... I want to have a scene in this movie that talks about this ancient trebuchet type of weapon or whatever right and like somebody's gonna do research and like they could be on that research for like an entire work week if not like a pay period you know what i'm saying yeah before they get all the information that like they even need so it's like when people say do your own research it's like it takes a lot more time to research things like these bills that are getting passed or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, like we just had elections here in, in St. Louis, um, and and we had the research, and um, my girlfriend did the research. But even still, it's like 
you know, it took her a minute to do the research. Yeah. It wasn't just, I'm going to go find this information and see what it's about. So, I mean, that's how they want it. They want it to be hard. Um, but, and they, they want they want the things that we need to care about to be hard. And they want the things that's going to continue to keep us subjugated to be easy. Like fast food and um, tabloids. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Reality TV shows. Yeah. All these things that keep us compliant and complacent. It's easy to consume. Yeah, it's easy to consume. Like, you know, gasoline, fossil fuel, all this other stuff. Like, it's hard to think about, you know, renewable energy and what that would look like or what that would look like for a vehicle. It's easy to go to the gas pump and pay, you know, six fifty $7, $6.50 for a gallon of gas. I mean, we're out here at four something, so yeah, I, I feel your pain, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything's more expensive in California. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just kept, yeah, I just keeping up. Um, but they, 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 they're trying to to keep us. Um, and uh, it, it sounds like we're. I, I want to reiterate for anybody who's like finding us for the first time, or if you're a former brother or sister in arms who, who, who came to us because we're called Vidit, um, and you feel as if um, we're being very too far left or very too liberal by critiquing this stuff. Uh, we are both apolitical, which means that, like, you know, we really don't have, we don't pick sides when it comes to this shit. No. Uh, because it's about the country and it's about the people. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, if a fucking goddamn Republican candidate rolled through with his big red tie, and he, he could even still be a, a pasty white, blonde hair, blue eyes man, but if that man... Was a goddamn uh, a, a military um, served in the military or like retired from the military or, or was like a leader in the military? I'm still gonna trust him if they like hit me with like some SJW candidate with like pink hair. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, like I still I like I I, I kind of sway around like that. Like it's like okay, so like if you have a candidate who's like, oh, I went to harvard and i have these big ideas and it's like okay but like how have you practically used your leadership skills and i think that in a president i'm not looking for a friend i'm looking for a leader i don't um, need anybody to go up there and shake things up leave that for congress let congress shake things up you're the president go in there and do your fucking job yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, we need yeah we need more people like that in Congress, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, they, they like both sides. I mean, Congress and Congress is shifting like that. If you look at like the left and the right, yeah, and the and the freshman candidates who are coming in, mm -hmm. like um, St. Louis's uh, Corey Bush, shout out, mm -hmm. um, or AOC, or even the uh, rights. Um, uh, uh, what's that guy named Crenshaw? And Cren yeah, Crenshaw, and then the eye patch guy, the eye patch guy Crenshaw, and then the other guy in the wheelchair. I forgot his name. I forget um, so many names. Um, but, the, but you know, I know the yeah. But oh, the 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 Marjorie Taylors, yeah. all the freshmen on both sides. They are they they are ex they're extremes. Mm -hmm. They're they're not extremists. I don't want to say extremists, but they're the, they're young the and they're and they're vivacious. Yeah, not everybody like there's a lot of there's more Bernie Sanders right now than there is Joe Biden's. Well, that's not true. There's a lot of more Bernie Sanders out there right now getting into office. You know, those extremes, those people who say what they're thinking, 
say i when i tell you i want free college for everybody i mean i want free college for everybody type people versus you know the a lot more conservative um you know a lot more the, the trump babies i'm calling them trump babies for right now yeah well there's there's the trump babies yeah i do i do have the belief at least the strong belief that 75 80 percent of the republican party is not down they just are not loud enough the, you know the 20 percent shouting true. that trump is the greatest are not the uh, not but the majority i do believe that that's the that's the but that's the problem because they're the ones on the other side of the fence that's throwing seeds into your yard yeah and i think they're I th- my hope is they're not going to do the same thing they did 2016 and say okay well you know what not enough people are listening to this idiot it doesn't matter and then watch him skate his way right into the presidential <laughs> office again. But you know what? We digress. We digress. Um, point is, uh, country's taking a new shape. People are gonna have to get on board. If you're not liking it, you're gonna have to get you know go ahead, jump shit. There's lots of nice places to live for expats, Costa Rica. You know, go wherever the fuck you want. But uh, <laughs> you know, we got a black black female Supreme Court. Uh, we're likely to have a black female president or a female president in the next few years. So, yeah, get ready. You know, get ready. Cause I mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, yeah. Presidents, I think at this point are just gimmicks. I don't even um, think I'm voting for another man. If there's another man running, I think if, if it's just another white dude, I'm not even gonna vote. I can't. I can't. I'm, I can't. Ed, I can't do this shit anymore. I'm not going in there and saying, "Well, he's the least worst option." Sorry, go fuck yourselves, both of you. <laughs> I mean, I can't yeah, do that but shit anymore. I mean, I, I, <laughs> that's not how I you get, vote. I get that, but I get that, but like, or I'm writing somebody um, in. I mean, I did that here because um, we had a guy, Sixty Clay. His family is kind of like uh, in St. Louis. They're kind of like they feel like they're like they're Democrats too, but they feel like they're like royalty in terms of office. So it's like you know what I'm saying. They like try to pass positions on to families and stuff right, like that right and it's like uh so like the son of uh of this guy who's been a representative who didn't do anything he pretty much sold us to sold a lot of st louis to like big businesses and stuff like that um hmm. took their business all out of here you know what i'm saying he, he, he did really he didn't do a good job right and he didn't do a good job so it's like we're not i'm not you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna just vote for you he's the one who cory bush uh, beat out for the representative position mm. for the first district in uh, St. Louis, but his son was running for um, uh, council representative for St. Louis County, where I currently live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote my I wrote my name in. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. Dude. That's how I am too. It's like if I write somebody, I'm writing myself in. Like, nigga, yeah. I think I can do a better job. I swear to God, dude. Like, what? <laughs> I've heard more than one person say they wrote in for the last election because you know. I did, and I get it. It's sick of being told that these are your options. Go, go pick one. Nobody wanted either of those people to be president. I would say fifty percent of the country would have rather had anybody else be president than either of those two people that we had to pick from. I know I was one of yeah, them. I, bullshit. The funny, the funny thing about the government of the United States is that they understand that the first part of our name is the most important part. Yeah, it's the part that needs to keep us from realizing. Um. Because, like, if we realize that we are united, like, I tell people this all the fucking time when it comes to having a problem with anything. I always say, vote with your wallet. 
Like if you're tired I've heard of you say obesity, that, yeah. <laughs> don't go to fast food. Like if you see that obesity is a is an epidemic in this country, do not feed into these processed foods. Quit cuz like they they make it because you want it and they made you want it. Yeah. And I, I always tell people like vote with your wallet, you know what I'm saying? Also to vote vote with your vote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, and that's, I think that's the problem, that it's like, if enough people say no, there are still people that's going to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. I think, and I think that's the problem. Um, it's like, when people who are trying to fight the good fight, it's like, you're not going up against one person. And I think, too, that's the other thing, is that we had this idea that there was the man, and there is no man. The man has an army. An army he has a, a legion yeah, he has a le- the man has a legion of goons that stand in your way. So it's like if you if you say if everybody who wants change says I'm not going to vote, I'm going to boycott the presidential election. They still have enough people on board who they've manipulated and tricked who who feeds into their their ideals. I mean, you could see that with Trump and I think that I say this a lot, and a lot of people didn't think it was funny when I said it, but I thought it was really funny. But I said 2020 was the year of clarity. It gave me 2020 vision. Because what I saw, and what we should have all have seen as a country, are things like, like, the certain people, I don't, I'm not going to like specifically say which ones are who, but certain people in this country would literally follow someone who is ready to tear down the fabric of our society who is really who's you know what I'm saying like they're willing to follow this person and fight for a person who challenges everything that this country stands for and knows regardless of what they're speaking about or how they first see you know what I'm saying it's like if if you took a step back and you pause you'd be like hey this is evil you know what I'm saying? And there's there's things that are generally, you know, good and evil. And there's some grades in between. But, like, there are people who are following people who are doing legitimately evil things. So, it's like, it's not us versus the man anymore. It's not the people versus the man. Um, but, yeah, I digress. No, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> we've, uh, we've moved past a us versus them thing and moved on to this ugh, this weird hive mind mentality that can be thrown on to people so easily because of Twitter and Instagram and it's less of a process and it's more of a thing that just happens all of a sudden. All this like I mean hell you yeah. go back to twenty sixteen and all of a sudden there's this thing about emails that I don't really remember, and then all of a sudden Hillary Clinton's not the president. That was weird. <laughs> it just had it seemed like it happened in like three days. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just okay. So they said something about emails. Do I need to go read that? I mean, she already lost the election, so it don't really matter anymore. But and it just happened. Some shit got put on the internet, and it was just done. And yeah, it's yeah, not it's it, not a process it anymore. It's just not, as fast as it can. Nobody had to learn yeah. anything. Nobody had to figure anything out. They just knew that she was, you know. And uh, yeah, sure. Again, I was one of the people that was on the fences. You know, I could take the my my election thing back to that. I, I didn't really want her to be president. I knew I didn't want Donald Trump to be president. So I was making the best choice I thought I could make. 
Uh, is that the best way to vote? No, I don't like that way of voting, but I really knew that that dude would have a, a, a negative effect on the country. I didn't think he'd blow the whole thing up, but I knew it would be a negative effect, and I was right. January 6, 2021. Take a look. Go back and read this. Watch the tapes, everyone. But I digress. Yeah. You know, the point is, uh, you see some shit like that. You watch that hive, not, not a hive, uh, the hive mentality sort of just snap into place and people lose their goddamn minds over the silliest shit and it's it's really hard to go back from that you know we're still prosecuting motherfuckers from a year and a half ago for the silliest shit we can't go back on that anymore they did it it's done and now we're stuck with it the kids who saw that shit happen you know that's their image of this country for the next five years uh, or four years until we have another election. That's their image of what happens when people don't get their way in this country. If you don't get your way, you know what? Where it's possible that you can go down there and burn the goddamn capital down. And also, punishments will be bad, but not that bad. So don't worry about that either. If you're white. Because I mean, if yeah, black yeah, people was, had done what Donald was, Trump or what those white people were doing on January 6th, had that been the case, had there been black people doing those things, black Donald Trump's ass would be in prison for life. Okay? No fucking mis- I am not even- he might have gotten shot that day. Black protesters? <laughs> please. First of all, we don't do that. Bruh. It wouldn't have happened. But you so, can guarantee there yeah, would have been a hundred yeah. bodies in the street. At least, yeah. So, so, so let's, so let's, so let's, let's re, let's rewrite this scenario, right? Because uh, there's something to that, right? The the black Donald Trump, he probably would have said something like, "We need to stand up, and and um, stand for what we believe in," and that would have been enough. That would have been enough for people to prosecute him. Call him a terrorist, and then like. Yeah, and like the destruction that the people did, if they were black, it wouldn't have been half as much because they would have been on the radar. But like, and they would have been out there in full riot gear. Mm-hmm. They would have been out there like goddamn. National Guard uh, would have been out there at, at nine o'clock in the morning, not nine o'clock at night, trying to stop that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. They would they were preempted. They would have had motherfuckers, goddamn ninjas out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unleash the fucking Manticore. Virginia, North Carolina, (laughs) South Carolina militias would have been out there. They would have had the the Uh, Minutemen. They would have got the the Civil War reenactors. They would have got everybody. (laughs) They had them goddamn Boston Dynamic fucking (laughs) robots out there. (laughs) (laughs) They would have started the Terminator uh, protocols. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh man, you know these Negroes the... would not have let us step, touch a cobblestone. Hell no, they would have got nowhere near DC. They would have got stopped in Virginia. And that's what and I'm saying. Niggas think you're going. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Probably they, been, they would have fucking tear gassed the fucking. Uh, it was it. It was a riot, and they were there to fucking see the president of the United States talk. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are rioting. The president was there. He was inciting the riot. <laughs> Negro. But like, but here we are, like, still trying to go through these processes. Mm-hmm. And, and all, in the meantime, we can't let it go. It's still, it's going to be with us for the next couple of years. That shit's going to be with us. And I don't anyway, know, Ed. Um, we need to, we need to go ahead and jump on. We need to jump on this boot camp. Talk about basic training boot camp. 
um, I don't, I don't know what the Air Force call it. Um, vacation. They, I think they, uh, yeah, <laughs> club, club med. Uh, club, club med. Just kidding, uh, Air Force. Uh, we loved you guys. Probably <laughs> a little bit. I mean, bro, nobody. nobody we all know you ran on treadmills during. Nobody loves Air Force and stuff. Air Force. Hey, hell, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, even, I think even Air Force doesn't like Air Force. Oh, I just met a girl from the Air Force yesterday, and she was not feeling it. Apparently, the Democrats did what they do, but 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 budget cuts. So people aren't feeling the military right now. No shit. But at least they won't be deploying anywhere anytime. Well, God, I was just about to say something stupid. Least there's nothing on the books for deploying anytime soon. <laughs> least it's not gonna happen this month I am so hopeful <laughs> but let's not get into that let's talk about you know what I would I would want to say let's talk about you know why you joined all but we'll get into that some other time let's just talk about arriving no yeah let's just talk about arriving at basic training you've gone through the process you went through MEPS you're uh you've landed in in you were well. You wouldn't have taken a plane, maybe, but you were in St. Louis. No, I did because yeah. I was I was living in I was living in Texas when Texas. I joined. Texas, okay. So you landed um, in St. Louis. They got your ass. They're saying, "All right, get ready to hop on this fucking van. We're going into Fort Lost in the Woods." What What was going through your head? So a little context for our okay. listeners. Okay, let's viewers. do it. Um, William and myself were combat engineers in the military, so. We went to Engineer Land of beautiful Fort Lindenwood, which is not beautiful at all. It's or even Engineer Land. It's all it's all ironic. Um, but yeah, dude, like I I was in such a bad place. Um, I, this is just me with hindsight looking back on the situation. But I was in such a bad place when I joined the military because like I was I was poor, like stupid fucking poor. Like I didn't have lights on in my house. Um, type poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I like I had a job. I was working at a factory, and it was paying okay. Um, which I think in like it was like 2007. I was getting making like 18 dollars an hour, Ooh, which is like that's pretty good. Well, I don't know, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but like the shit I was doing was super demeaning. Like I was supposed to be there on the internship program, and the guy that um that my boss put me on. Like, I was supposed to be learning how to do machine work, uh, welding, electrician work. And then at the end of it, I was get to decide what I wanted to go to school for. And um, the guy who hired me, he was a um, spiritual mentor. He was like, I'll pay for your schooling on one of these skills that you want to, like, you feel like you want to learn. Um, and I was like, oh, shit, cool, bet. Um... Because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, the guy that he put me under um, was a fucking racist. And he had, he, like, every time I, like, tried to, like, go learn to weld, he had me, like, I had to do projects. So, like, I, like, re- renovated an office space. I've um, cleaned out a uh, storage cage thing. I, um... I did a whole bunch of, like, it was just basically, I don't want to say slave work, but it was, like, very heavily physically demanding stuff that had nothing to do with skills that I was learning. I was there for a year, and then it, um, if 
the final project that he put me on, it was it was a twofold. So like one of the things I started doing for a while was um, drive driving a, a forklift, and it was they gave me a break from um, from his little stupid projects he had me doing, which was pretty much cleaning. I was cleaning. Mm-hmm. The, the short end of it was I was cleaning. Um, anyway, I was driving forklifts, which gave me a break, and then he like pulled me off of it because he was like, "You can't do that," and I was like, "Why not?" He was like, "You don't have a license," but there was like there was this white dude who was doing it as well because he was doing it for training so he can go get his license is what they said. Same dude, same age, didn't have a license, was driving around a forklift. And I was like, I could do that. I need to do that. And the guy who let me do it, who was in charge of forklift, was like, yeah, just get uh, log in a couple of like hours or whatever and then like, you know, you'll, you know, you'll be prepared or whatever the case may be. I mean, I knew how to use a forklift. I didn't even have to take a fucking class. Yeah. Uh, but he pulled me off of it. Um, and then he made me, like, he opened up these storm shelters, which hadn't been opened or cleaned since the fucking building was founded, and told me to clean that shit out. Bro, I jumped down there one time, and I saw, like, a dead rat, a dead lizard, and a fucking live scorpion, and I was like, nah, I'm good. I fucking walked out and quit. Probably a dumb decision. You know what I'm saying? My, uh... No, there's no telling what I could have done. And at that point, like, too, like, to make money, I was, like, working at Walmart. So I was very depressed. Um, I got swept away by the recruiter. And literally, it was a storm of a week because I already took my ass back because I was going to join the Air Force, but I didn't score high enough to get in um, because I took it on my birthday and I was high. Um, But (laughs) I got swept up, and I didn't realize how serious it was of my decision and which a lot of people uh, it's that's the whole point of it is when you get yelled at by that fucking that very first sergeant that kid picks you up because yeah. he like got on the bus yeah he like got on the bus and i was like just chilling i was tired and i was like getting my he, he was like if you have any jewelry on take it off duh, 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 duh. and i was like okay and I was like, literally, like literally, after he said that, I went from this motion here to take my earrings out. I went. And he goes, hurry up! I was like, Negro, who the fuck is he? And that motherfucker, yeah. and that, them motherfuckers commenced to show me for what, what, like, thirty-one weeks, thirty-two weeks, yeah. or something like that. Who yeah. the fuck? Who the fuck they uh, are they were talking to? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep, that is the same thing for me. Honestly, same, same, same backstory. Not in a great place in life. A fucking bouncing around doing stupid shit. I was working at Costco, but um, driving a forklift. But yeah, man, I just I I do. I needed to do some. I was gonna join when I was when I graduated high school, but I had some shit going on, so had to wait. Anyway, I I grew up with my dad, so having grown ass angry men yell at me, uh, and I played football, so having grown ass men angrily yell at me. I think I could tell the difference between them just yelling, like just yelling because that was what they were supposed to be doing, and them being angry, and them being, you know, hell, might even be having a little bit of fun doing it, in which case I'm still not scared of you. So that part didn't, it, I mean, it definitely gave me the understanding because I was looking at other dudes crying, 
I was, you know, watching, you know, the surprise and other fear in other kids' eyes. I was a little bit older. I was 20 at the time, so, and again, I had my... I was my, 22. Yeah. Again, I had my dad, so I had been prepared for this. I didn't know it, but I was prepared for, for the <laughs> for the great grown-ass angry men. No, I, th- I have to say, I think I realized how serious it was <clears throat> the first morning. It was the first morning. I got there everything like we got to our uh i got to my basic training unit at night it was like midnight and we went in we went to sleep and yeah i think it was the next morning waking having them wake us up with the trash cans wake up wake up banging on shit turning lights on and off i was like okay i'm in the fucking army this is it like it was still dark outside it was 5 30 in the morning Oh, everybody was fucking just Bro. dead. They made me a, they made the made me the flag bearer or some shit. I think is what it was called. Um, and I didn't know what the fuck that meant. Like he made me that shit at, at midnight, right? <laughs> I didn't know what it meant, but apparently I was supposed to bring the flag out at the at the start at the opening formation uh, for PT, and I didn't do that. So first thing I did was fuck up. <laughs> Uh, and I didn't even know how I had fucked up. <laughs> he was like, why didn't you bring it out? I was like, I was supposed to bring it out? He was like, God damn it. And he yelled at the person who was doing it before me. He had only had the job for about 24 hours. And yeah, he gave it back to him. He had it for the rest of the time we were in basic training too. Good for him. But he had gone through a... Yeah, I remember the guys who were squared away kind of were the ones who had done ROTC or paid attention when they're... Um, when their uh, recruiter was showing them shit, some of those guys were squared away. But for the most part, everybody was pretty fucked. So I didn't feel too bad. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you know what? I just, okay, another thing that happened as soon as I got there, too, that I'll never forget was my drill sergeant was running around. I think he, you know, he was, you know they were doing their yelling thing. We were standing in formation. Well, you know, what the weak version of formation was in that moment. But we were standing there. He's running around yelling at people. And he said something to me. And this guy wound up being like my platoon sergeant my for my platoon, but he looks at me, he goes, um, he says, What the fuck is your name? I said, William, sir. He goes, Don't call me sir. I'm a drill sergeant. I said, Yes, sir. He goes, Don't call me sir. <laughs> I was like, Roger, drill sergeant. And yeah, um, he started to walk away and then he turned around, he goes, You're gonna be the new flag flag bearer. I was like, Roger that. I didn't know what the fuck that meant. So I was like, okay, Roger. And I said, Roger, sir. And right as I said that, he walked away. And then another drill sergeant that heard me say, sir, who the fuck are you calling, sir? I was like, damn. <laughs> so I just shut the fuck up and stood there. He did say shit for the for the rest of the day. But, uh, yeah, it's, it was it was flustering. That's for sure. They, they definitely wanted to fluster you. They got me in that regard. They got me flustered enough that they had me fucking up my words. <laughs> Bro, those 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 early days, I did not deal with stuff like that. Like the shark attack, I got passed over, and then like other than like my female drill sergeant when I when we did the introductions, she like and I told him like she was like tell me what you did before you worked here, and I was like okay, I'll be honest, and I was like I worked at Walmart, and she was like were well, you a cashier, stock? I was like no, I. I was like, um, now I like push carts. She goes, oh, so you like one of those greeters. Like, welcome to Walmart. So like, she like picked on me every time she saw me. She like did this. Yeah, she did this like, 
probably very offensive, like, you know, stereotype of, like, someone with mental health issues or mental <laughs> disorders being like, welcome to Walmart. And I was like, oh, man, that fucking sucks. So other than that, but, I mean, like, that too, like, I didn't care about. But other than that, I went a really fucking long time without a drill sergeant even knowing or acknowledging me. And that's because, like, I am really, I am good with, like, shutting my fucking mouth. I am good at following orders. And I am good at blending the fuck in. Right? It yeah. wasn't until we did repel that I first get my full fucking taste of being, like, targeted and brought out. So, like, we were doing repel, and I woke up that morning, and apparently I chose fucking violence, or I don't know what the fuck I chose, because I didn't put on my fucking belt, and I didn't notice I didn't put on my fucking belt, because you, oh. you have to take your blouse and tuck it in, and I think that for there for a while, because I didn't have to wear a belt with my pants, my uniform, I think for a really long time I was not wearing one. Right. I just woke up, and I know you had to, you had to have it with the uniform, Yeah. but, like, I also was like... I mean, I'm not getting caught. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't ask me why I didn't do it. It's just one of those things of, like, I... I, I mean, I have ADHD. I probably have ADHD. I'm not diagnosed. But it's one of those things where it's like, I wasn't paying attention and I didn't do it. And I didn't do it for a really long time. Right. Um, but I didn't have my belt on. And you have to tuck your blouse in so you can wrap the stuff around you. But literally, when I fucking pulled my shirt up and I saw I didn't have my belt on, I was like... <laughs> and I was like asking people do you have an extra bag in your bag and they were like why the fuck would I <laughs> so I'm like sitting there once again I'm doing a really good fucking job of blending in until this little fucking short drill sergeant like this dude was so short cause I'm only 5'9 and I was taller than this dude and he fucking saw me and, like, I was not paying attention to, like, my surrounding. I was, like, watching to make sure if anyone was looking. And I was doing something. And I popped up and he was there. And he was like, hey, soldier. He said, hey, soldier, where's your fucking belt? And I was like, I broke it. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I don't lie anymore. But I was like, I broke it, drill sergeant? He goes, you fucking broke it? He goes, so you're telling me. That little fucking private <laughs> broke a belt that is, like, it's supposed to be like able to carry cargo rating. off a ship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, yes. <laughs> he, so I got fucking, I got stomped. I got smoked. I got, I got stomped right there. Because, like, because obviously I fucking lied. Yeah. Like, clearly I fucking lied. But I do have a caveat to that story. That same fucking belt that I got from basic fucking training did fucking break over time with wear and fucking tear. Like, literally, me pulling it back. I had it for years, and I, it was the same. Like, literally, like, I would, like, have it attached to my pants, and I never... I just unpatched, undid my pants and pulled the pants off. Because after that shit, I was like, I am not removing my belt. Ever oh, yeah, again. no, I never took my belt um, off my pants. Once it was in there, yeah, yeah, until only, the pants were dusty. Yeah. Did they come out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, until I had to, like, wash my clothes. But, um, but, uh, literally that fucking belt over time, like, started to pull apart yeah. and fray. And I was like, I should send this <laughs> and be like, you told me that these belts couldn't break. Please. 
What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. The the longer you you're in the army, you realize how full of shit those drill sergeants are. Like, oh, you're just a regular ass soldier. <laughs> for the most part except you got you except you went to drill school <laughs> you just a dude man i i that was my dream was to be a drill you would have made a good one um, except i think you would have got stressed out probably i think if i i mean i don't know i probably <laughs> like my my therapy because I, I i have had ptsd and rage issues and my therapy was yelling at soldiers <laughs> Why she do it, bro? You remember <laughs> what's that fucking kid's? What's that kid's name? Who? Which one? What's Perez. What's that kid's name? Who? I think it was Perez, the one who was sleeping in the truck at the motor pool, and like he like overslept for formation all in one day, and also, and I like smoked the shit out of him. <sighs> Pretty sure it was Perez. I thought it was his little homie bro, I, that like, was in, in second squad, but yeah, one of them. I, I can't. I can't. There's, there's some. One, but I, I, this is when we left here. When I left, there's yeah. some idiots in that yeah. unit. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I love but, y'all. Um, y'all watching this? But yeah, I, fucking, <laughs> I came down on that kid like a fucking storm. <clears throat> I know. I remember. I felt bad for him, <laughs> but he fucked up. There's, there's so like. See, I mean, I know. You remember yourself being a pride. I never got yelled at. Like, when I got to my unit, being yelled at, <laughs> I got yelled at one time, and you saw it, too. It was your old squad oh, yeah. leader. That was the one time <laughs> in three years I was in the Army that my leadership <laughs> yelled at me. And he was wrong. So that was my, that was <laughs> the one time I got yelled at. I was like, he, what are you yelling at, bro? <laughs> Get out to do push. It's like, he, Take a look at the situation. Figure out if you're doing the right thing first. But, you know, whatever. He he wanted to do it. See, it, it, it seemed like one of those things. He just wanted to do it to me, and he just had the chance, so he did it. But anyway, that... Well, I think I think, I think think it's because you hung out with us a lot. Um, and, like, I don't know. You you were a lot more... Your mentality... when you Because like, you hung out with me and Chris. Because me and Chris was in the same squad. And our mentality with our leadership was very, like... Because like our leadership at that time was like like you know what I'm saying we had like you know uh, Joe Jacksons as yeah. squad leaders and platoon. <laughs> you had um, yeah, that damn the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like we fucking sneeze wrong. We would do a. Push they were up. nice. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were different. <laughs> we looked at these motherfuckers wrong. They we were had not us the doing, Brady Bunch. Yeah, and it was like, it was one of those situations where it was like if the if my team leader fucking was getting us from some, my squad leader came back behind. And got us again. Yeah. It was like, damn. See, and we definitely never had that. If I got yelled at by one, yeah. or if I got a talking to, because I, like I said, I never got yelled at, but if one person gave talk to me about something, it, that was it. You know, it didn't take. Yeah, I, I think. I but I think, too, that, like. Yeah, I think, too, that we, like. we I got unlucky and got with the squad leader who wanted to be a, uh, a drill sergeant. Yeah, so and, yeah he, was, he was full go. And I. Yeah, and I and I I I, I was like, um, and that's not that's not the answer. I mean, hell, there's literally. I hope uh, mm, I probably shouldn't tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> there's different he, kinds of leadership. Cause he he has, because he has reached out and been interested when I post stuff. And if I post this and he sees it, then. Um, First of all, I'd like to acknowledge the fact that I thought he was a very good leader. If if we're talking about Great the same leader. person, so 
I, I don't have yeah. anything bad to say necessarily about him. He was gung ho as fuck. He's kind of like kind of a head case, but he's a good leader. Yeah, I mean everything he did came to him when we got to Afghanistan, and I like hated him beforehand. And I was like, I wish I could have played more video instead of instead of training and working. I wish we could have went and like hung out and had like went to lunch together like everyone else instead of having to eat MREs and train during our lunch. But then we got to Afghanistan and all these fucking people who had this like luxurious lifestyle was like dropping like fucking flies while we were trudging fucking doing dismount missions and all this other shit. Like I, I thank him for that. If if you know who you are because you know what you did. Um and if you're watching um I did not like the time that <laughs> I had with you, but I thank you for for what you what you turned me into. I mean, I I, I fucking hate to say it, like, but I, as I get older, I learn more and more. Like the person I am today is because of that man. Yeah. <laughs> I hated I hated him so much at the time, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. and you know, I have the same same thing about uh, well, particularly one of my drill sergeants, Bagley. Um, you know. I don't know whether he'll see this ever, but he definitely, I mean, I'd look back on some of my mentality while I was in the military. I definitely took it from him, watching him in the three months that I had with him. It's crazy how much I took from him. And then brought to my unit and then noticing some of the similarities between him and my, my leadership I had at my unit. Is it, it, uh, it, damn, give me one second. I'm going to have to cut this. Hello. Hey, I'm here. I will be right out. Sorry. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things you, you take a lot when you're when you're put in a position like that. It's so so high stressful, and so and everything you do is so important um, in terms of whether or not you're going to get yelled at or whether or not you're going to live or die. I mean, that's why they yell at you in basic because you get to a point where it's live or die or uh, life or death. So when you're when you're in that position, you, you latch on to the things. You latch on. And luckily, we had good things to latch on to. That's not always the case. People don't have good leadership all the time in the military. That's why, that's why you see a lot of idiots getting kicked out for silly shit and idiots dying in silly ways. I'm sorry, not idiots dying in silly ways, but people dying in, in, in bad in bad scenarios that could have been prevented. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is... Like the... fact of the matter is... Like the... When, when you're in... When, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, when, when you're deployed and when you're out there doing, doing the shit we had to do, um, the only thing you have is the protocols. The only thing you have are the the people who are choosing to keep you safe and whether or not they're doing that for selfish reasons or because they legitimately care about you and they want to keep you safe uh you have to take that for what it is and realize that somebody probably saved your life in the end all i know is i came back alive and i had plenty of ways and plenty of times that i could have died and i came back alive so i have to thank my drill sergeant i have to thank my, my squad leader for for the things they did and they said to keep me that way so um, but, you know, uh, damn, man, I feel like we missed out on a lot of the basic stuff, but we are almost up at 
<laughs> we've been, we've been uh, at it for a minute, yeah. and I am short on time. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. I say we come back yeah, to it, though. I want to come back to it. Um, I mean, I, all these all these topics and subjects we can always just keep keep bringing up. Um, uh, if if you're if you're watching this, listening to this, please let us know um, if you want to hear more. I mean, I, I think it's fine that we go on tangents. I mean, we're talking about some of the same general stuff, but I mean, yeah, all the information is good information. I will say this. For anybody who's looking to join, basic training is a game. This is something I told myself. Like nobody's told me this, but I'm pretty sure that everybody would like say the same thing. But basic training is a fucking game. Um, nothing is personal, um, and you you're you you have to do that math or that like separate like six degrees of separation whenever you do something. And like it's to teach you that like when you you may think that oh what's the What's the use if I'm like a minute late? And it's like a minute could have been the difference between like your buddy getting his throat slit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, or or like what 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 if I who cares that I forgot my water? Like, okay, you think that like you may be out somewhere you could just I get you know, go back and get water, but then you might be out there longer mm-hmm. and longer, mm-hmm. like things change and now you're fucking dehydrated and now you're dead. Mm-hmm. Like these are it's a game because all everything that and I still live by that philosophy and I think that's the thing I might take away from basic training <laughs> which is probably not good but I, I still live by the philosophy of like worst case scenario if I fuck this up I could die or somebody could die mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying and it's like if, and I like and that's why I have like little regard for like anything else and it's like if something happens and death isn't the end result, then why the fuck are we, like, upset? You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. I, I do. And, no, whatever, you're right. And for a long time, it took me a little while to get out of the mentality of, uh, you know, because most stuff in life is low stakes. Not not everything is life or death. And it's, it's hard to take people serious when it's not. So it did take me a while to get out of that mentality of, well, if I'm not going to die, I'm not going to take it all that serious. <laughs> or maybe not so much. Maybe yeah. that sounds a little heavy. But, you know, uh, it, it just... It, I mean, I'm still there. Yeah. And, I mean, for you, you know, it's, it's you were in longer. And it's going to take you... It might, might never come to a point where you find things that people find important in civilian life that aren't, you know... That aren't life life-altering. It's, it's, a, it's a lot harder to jump on it is the reason i don't look at social media i don't give a fuck about what the fuck is going on on social media i doubt any of it will ever be life or death so no i'm good uh there's a lot of re- like a lot of things i choose not to take much party because i'm stressed out about other shit what the fuck do i care about you know tiktok or you know who's latest fucking documentary i don't care about that shit i'm more worried about things that might actually affect my life or other people's lives in the big picture so yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's, exactly. there's, I think that's the mentality that comes out of basic a lot of times is that, um, and why you hear a lot of military guys talking versus military versus civilians or civilian this, you know, that, there's that talk and a lot of that comes from being in basic training and having that, having that stuff drilled into you, literally drilled into you, uh, they call it drill for a reason. That, that stuff gets drilled into your brain and it's it's some of it's not meant to come out you know what i mean it's meant to be there and that separation alone um that can that can stick with you and it it's 
basic gives you, I think, more so than getting to your unit, deploying, and getting out the right way, gives you that mentality of, of I am now different than everybody else. I am now set, set apart. I, I now have a different set of skills that people aren't going to learn out in the streets. It's, <clears throat> I mean, hell, being able to fire a weapon, being able to fire an M16 alone is, I mean, I think people don't understand that literally maybe 1% of the world, if, if any of that, have done something even remotely close to something like that. So, hell, you go through basic and you get that skill alone, you are a very different person. You have... You have a skill that is fairly unique, and you know, regardless of whether you're good at it or not, it it gives you a different mindset. And um, yeah, I think yeah. knowing that going into it, knowing that you you're not going to change who you are, knowing that you're not going to be a different person, but you will have a different set of skills that will give you that will give you a, a different mindset. I think that 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 could be important going into. That's something I didn't understand. I think. Maybe my dad tried to explain that to me in in, a, in his own way, uh, having having grown up with a military father, brothers in the military, and he was a police officer, so he went through sort of the same thing. Um, I think I think I maybe he was more prepared for it than I might have known, but it it is very it's true. It's it's eye opening in that you you become a you become a bit more. You just become more aware that there's there's differences between you and a lot of other people. You you're not that kid anymore that went to new high school and learned the same lessons. You're not that person anymore. You're different a little bit. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. Honestly, Ed, I really want to touch more on basic. I have a girl downstairs waiting for me. She's super cute. So I want to make sure I get down to her. <laughs> um, you guys, thank you. I want to say thank you to everybody who listened. Uh, I know this probably seems a little cut short. Hopefully me and Ed are able to capitalize a bit more on it, talk a bit more about uh, our time in BASIC and AIT, which is uh, I, it was a, a different experience, I think, when you talk about uh, the entire BASIC training uh, scenario. AIT falls in there as a, uh, you know, it has, it has some different lessons, I think, especially when you're talking about our job, which is uh, pretty fucking cool in AIT. Um. So yeah, and uh, yeah, that's all. <laughs> all right, man. Um, that's it for for vetted. We'll that's it for vetted on this app. Um, been Ed. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Definitely gonna get back in there about this basic training thing. But uh, yeah. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And see you again. Yeah. Enjoy find the rest me, of your day, night, whatever you got. Wherever. Going. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. All right, later. Later.